This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany, Magic 590 and 100.5 FM. We begin with constituent questions. First one, mayor, a person writes, Over the summer, I was fined for putting my trash out on the street too early, but it's irked me since then. Why do you have to wait until dusk to put out your trash? I'm elderly, and to be quite honest, I don't want to have to go out in the dark to put out the trash. This feels like an arbitrary time, and for the sake of people who want to get the job done earlier rather than later, I wish you as mayor would do something to change the rules. Well, I'm happy to tell her that I have changed the rules. So this is a complaint that we had been getting. You know, we do have rules. Every municipality has rules about when you can put your garbage out and how long it can be out. It's, you know, really related to, um, you know, not wanting garbage to be out sitting outside all day. But uh, I know that a number of people were frustrated with this. Uh, I, too, have had situations where, you know, 7 o'clock, you're, you're out and about. You, you know, you want to be able to put your garbage out a little mm-hmm. earlier. So we worked with the Common Council, and uh, Jack Flynn, who is one of our council Common Council members, suggested 4.30. That was the time that we uh, really settled on. And so starting uh, back in September, people can put their trash out at 4.30 p.m. Okay. The uh, next uh, constituent question is seasonal, if you will. I have three children who want to trick-or-treat, but they're too young to go out on their own. Does the city host any Halloween events they could go to? We do host some Halloween events. We have a uh, Halloween event at Hoffman Community Center um, on Hoffman Avenue. That's going to be on Friday um, from 5 to 7 p.m. today. So that's one of our uh, events for Halloween. And then we have on Monday, the 31st, um, there's a Halloween party at the Arbor Hill Community Center from 6 to 8. Okay. Now we go to some uh, questions taken from the news. And uh, the first one has something to do with trash, also has something to do with city and county relations. County Executive Dan McCoy has allowed a legislature, a county legislature approved proposal to stand that will change how the Albany City trash fee is collected. The county will continue to reimburse the city for taxes and fees from delinquent property owners in the coming year, 2017, except for the trash fee, if I understand this correctly, giving uh, the city time uh, and the other cities in the county to adjust to this new policy. If I explain this properly, and, and what do you think of it? Well, it is confusing because the resolution that was passed do- doesn't say what you just said. So, uh, first of all, without notifying any of the municipalities in the city, they didn't notify myself, Mayor Manning, Mayor Morse, uh, Paula Mahan, any of the uh, leaders of the towns and cities in the municip- in the county, the legislature passed a resolution last Friday or last Thursday, I believe, that said that they would no longer uh, reimburse municipalities as they have for decades with respect to uh, the property taxes. So at the end of the year, all of the municipalities in the county put their unpaid property taxes to the county, and the county reimburses us. Now, included with those property tax bills are certain fees that have been rolled onto the property taxes. For example, uh, unpaid water charges are put onto those uh, tax bills um, and other unpaid charges that are directly Mm -hmm, connected to properties. 
So that's how it's been done for decades. The resolution said we're no longer going to reimburse you for those fees until we get paid. So until mm-hmm. the taxpayer pays up. Well, that creates a significant hole in a number of municipalities' budgets. I spoke with Paula Mahan. They levy about a million dollars in water charges onto their tax bills. And so, um, you know, we you know, reached out to Dan McCoy, asked him to veto this legislation. The leadership of the legislature has now, I guess, agreed to say that they're going to delay enforcement of this resolution. Um, and now we're finding out that all of this was aimed at Albany's garbage fee, which isn't even going to be levied to the county until 2018. And so if members of the Albany County Legislature have a problem with the city's uh, how the city is going to collect that garbage fee if it goes unpaid, I'm more than happy to sit down and talk to them about it, more than happy to uh, work out something that is going to make sense for the county and make sense for the city. But all of this was sort of done without mm-hmm. any notice, and I think it was really a very bad example of, of uh, you know, lack of communication. We're supposed to be working together. We represent the residents of this, you know, mm-hmm. of this county and of the city, we can do better. So it's what it seems to me, though, that is true is it gives you a year to talk about it. But it is an election year as far as the city of Albany is concerned. Too. Well, listen, it gives us the year because we've already put our budgets in. You know, myself and the other uh, leaders, we, we've already presented our budgets that were already under consideration. So this change would have required me to go back and either cut um, you know, services or seek to raise property taxes. Uh, and so we've avoided that. We have the ability to plan for it. I've had many conversations uh, over the last several days with members of the Albany County Legislature. They were great conversations, very productive conversations um, with some of the rank and file members. And uh, I've re- I've offered to come in and talk to them about how this works, what the impacts are, so that we can have a better understanding going forward of the process. Okay. Another uh, a topic in, in the news this past week, Albany Medical Center leads nonprofits. Albany Medical Center's CEO, James Barba, is calling on other large nonprofits to do more to help the cash-strapped city of Albany. Uh, you've said in some of this news coverage that Albany Med has set the bar high for other nonprofits. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, not only do they make a vi- voluntary pilot payment of half a million dollars to the city, but they elected to keep a property that they purchased, a very significant property in our warehouse district, a very large building. They elected to keep that on the tax rolls. They didn't seek to exempt it. They also work very closely with us, and we have a program where they're working very closely with our fire department so that we don't purchase medications that our EMTs use that then expire because we don't have as much of a turnaround as the emergency room does at Albany Medical Center. And so those are just three examples of the commitment that Albany Medical Center has made to working with the city. And I think it's really important that the other large institutions really approach the impact that they're having on the city and the consideration of that impact in the same way that Albany Medical Center has. A redevelopment foundation with financial contributions from nonprofits has been set up in Troy. Would that work in Albany? Well, you know, that uh, that allows it's a it's a nonprofit and uh, nonprofits contribute to it. 
and they purchase capital equipment from it. That doesn't address our issue of needing operating revenue to pay for the police, the fire, the DGS crews that are working every day uh, to provide a safe and vibrant city for these institutions to thrive in. And so while, uh, you know, equipment purchases are fine, it, it doesn't really address the underlying issue of the need for operating revenue. In terms of the city budget being considered now by the uh, Common Council, and it's uh, out there, the budget proposal, and there's been some criticism of individual raises in the pending budget. We've talked about that in the past, uh, in part, or I guess in large part, because union contracts are still pending. Now, Albany Water Department Commissioner Joe Coffey says he won't take the raise proposed for his position in uh, 2017 until a contract is negotiated for uh, blue-collar workers. What's your comment on uh, Joe Coffey's decision? Well, you know, I supported Joe Coffey's request for this pay increase, and we looked at a number of positions within the Water Department. The Water Department is separate. It's off-budget. It doesn't impact the tax levy. Uh, It impacts water rates, which have not risen uh, since I came into office, and we don't anticipate that they're going to rise. But we really took a look at that budget because we need to ensure that we're competitive with respect to the salaries that we're paying so that we can attract people with the engineering backgrounds or the certifications that they need. So this uh, reset of the salaries there is really looking not just at the individuals who sit in those positions now, but in uh, when we look to uh, hire new people, are we going to be able to attract talent? So I think that, uh, you know, the um, the process of a hearing um, when you're asked a pointed question and you give an answer uh, once you have time to reflect on it uh, might not have been the answer that you would give. So, um, you know, again, this was uh, an increase that was requested by uh, the commissioner that I support. I do know that we have outstanding contracts. We are working to negotiate to settle those contracts, but that really is a separate track from the uh, positions that were outlined in the in the budget. Zombie properties. Uh, New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman is using some lawsuit-generated revenue to uh, fund cities and towns, in part, uh, in what they do about blighted properties, uh, now generally called zombie properties, Albany's getting a quarter million dollars. How will that money be used? Well, we are going to be using this money to hire a neighborhood stabilization coordinator. It's funded for two years with this position. And the goal is to have a person whose job it is to coordinate the efforts across our departments with respect to vacant buildings, also closer collaboration with the Albany County Land Bank on this issue. So what we really ultimately the goal for us is to have ownership information for every vacant property in the city of Albany, to have a plan for every vacant building in the property, and to every vacant property in the city, and to have a strategy in place. We will in all likelihood be looking at new legislation and ordinances that we would be asking the Common Council to consider so that we can more aggressively go after these properties and get them into the hands of people who are going to put them into use more quickly. Let's talk about the presidential race, a little over 10 days to the presidential election. What's your take on how it's going? Well, I think this has been an election season that all of us will uh, 
be happy to have end. Um, I think that we have had a very contentious and very long and drawn out election season. I think that uh, Hillary Clinton has stuck talking about issues that matter to average Americans and to uh, working families and that she has laid out a case uh, for the vision that she has. But but more importantly, the fact that she's been working for children, for families her entire life, even before she got involved in politics. And so uh, I look forward to uh, I, what I hope will be a victory celebration, but uh, not presuming anything. People need to get out. They need to vote. And, you know, even if you completely disagree and are screaming at your radio because I support Hillary Clinton, uh, all the more reason. We all need to get out and vote. This Mm -hmm. is what our democracy is about. Let's bring it back to the neighborhoods. I gather a West Hill neighborhood in Albany will be having a neighborhood revitalization plan meeting uh, coming up. Uh, What is that all about? They are. And, you know, we've been working with uh, the constituents in West Hill and in um, the uh, West End to create a neighborhood plan, much like the plans that we have for the South End and for um, the uh, uh, Arbor Hill. And so the there's been a lot of work done, a lot of meetings. Uh, there was a group that walked the neighborhood for an entire weekend, went mm-hmm. out and, and cataloged things. And so that meeting is coming up on Tuesday, November 1st from 530 to 830 at the West Hill Middle School, which is on Elk Street. And again, it's an opportunity for people to give feedback to sort of the initial findings of the consultant. Mm-hmm. So we're uh, talking about uh, events coming up. I gather that a representative of the Mohegan uh, Nation, uh, where they and apparently they now live in Wisconsin, although that was a New York State uh, Native American group uh, historically. Uh, he's coming to uh, Albany to speak at City Hall. Actually, uh, she, is. she is. So okay. we have a we have a presentation uh, at City Hall on Thursday, November third, from five to seven. This is going to be a great event. People are not going to want to miss this. Shannon Holsey, who's the youngest woman ever to become president of the Wisconsin Stockbridge Muncie Band of the Mohican Indians, will be speaking at City Hall. And the important thing about that band of Mohicans is that they are the the descendants of the Mohicans that flourished along the Hudson River Valley for thousands of years before they were forced, they were displaced uh, by the U.S. government to Wisconsin. But uh, their heritage is really here and very much tied to the Hudson River. So that's, again, Thursday, November 3rd from 5 to 7, and it should be a great event. It's free and open to the public. Okay. Bicycles or the use of bicycles uh, in the news recently. I heard about the Albany bike count, the semi-annual bike count. I mean, you count the bicycles? Yes, yes. There is a coalition of people who go out and they count the bikes. And this is really actually very important information for us to have and for the Capital District Transportation Committee Commission to have so that we uh, are tracking the um, usage and where bikes, where people are riding bikes so that we can make sure that we're planning for bike infrastructure uh, and uh, looking at our complete streets infrastructure, uh, knowing where people are riding. Mm. And I mean, let me just throw this uh, in. I see that CDTA is uh, talking about having a bike sharing program. That's right. It's uh, you, you see them when you travel to other cities all the time. I was recently in 
uh, Long Beach, California. They have them in New York City where you can join and uh, basically you swipe a credit card, you take a bike, uh, you travel with that bike, you can leave it at another rack. Um, you can do a round trip. It gives you a lot of different options. And so uh, we are going to be doing that here in uh, Albany and Schenectady and Troy and, I mm-hmm. believe, Saratoga. So uh, there's more planning that needs to be done, but it's something that we think will be uh, great to be kick off in the summer. And um, let me ask you about the Damien Center. This goes back a, a little bit in time. The Albany Damien Center, broken ground for a new home on Madison Avenue to offer community care for hundreds of people living with or affected by HIV. Also will have housing for the neediest of AIDS sufferers. There must have been a real need for that. Well, there was, and what had happened was that there was a fire uh, about three years ago at the Damien Center on North Lake, and that resulted in them having to relocate. They're temporarily relocated in a, in a temporary facility, but this allows them to actually, I think, exceed um, increase the, the level of service that they're providing, including providing permanent housing um, for individuals with AIDS, you know, I know that, you know, I, I get a head cold and I can't wait to get home and climb into bed. Um, imagine being homeless, mm. uh, and suffering from AIDS. And so this is really filling a need. They worked really closely with the neighborhood association. There's tremendous community support for this. And so it was a great groundbreaking. The lieutenant governor was there. I always enjoy when, uh, the lieutenant governor visits Albany, her second home. And so it went there off to a great start. As Lieutenant Governor Hochul, right? That's from, right. Uh, Western New York. Uh, and I know you always uh, have been a great supporter of getting Uber up here. I just saw this is off the top of my head in a way that uh, you know, they were giving free uh, taxi or Uber rides to get you flu shots. That's right. That's week. right. They're doing a lot of promotions. You know, um, ride sharing is here to stay, and we have to have it in upstate New York if we are going to compete in a global economy. And the fact that we don't have it is really hamstringing our ability to market ourselves for the growing Tech Valley hub that we are. And I am hopeful and am going to be uh, very, very, uh, you know, vociferous about having the legislature get uh, ride-sharing legislation passed, not after the budget process, not this summer. I'd like to see them do it as one of the first things that they do when they come back in session in January. 